Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well connected from Riverside Healthcare. Back and spine issues seem to be all too common these days. However, there are some innovative procedures being done at Riverside that can bring relief, and Riverside neurosurgeon Dr. Juan Jimenez joins us to talk about them. If you have to step away, you'll definitely want to hurry back. Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Welcome to the podcast. We are joined by Dr. Juan Jimenez. Dr. Jimenez is a neurosurgeon with the Riverside Neurosciences Institute. Dr. Jimenez, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Carl. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we appreciate you joining us. And I know you have been at Riverside now about 12 years. Yes, we started uh, the practice here in 2005, believe it or not. So it'll be our 13th year anniversary this uh, this summer. My partner and myself, uh, we've been here since 2005. And done some great things in that time. Uh, you don't probably have a list of all the accolades you've won over the years, but there have been a number of them. Yeah, no, certainly it's been a true honor to be in this community. Uh, very briefly, having trained at Rush University in Chicago, we would receive patients from Kankakee. And uh, being able to afford neurosurgical coverage in this community was dear to my heart, having been receiving patients from this community. And over the years, we've been blessed with a growing practice and uh, those accolades, uh, quality is, is I think, uh, the, the one and foremost uh, definition of our practice and our brand. And uh, over the years, we were designated 2011 uh, for the entire state, number one in spine surgery. Health Grades has recognized us both for the neuroscience component and spine surgery component. So it has been uh, very, very rewarding to provide outstanding care here in the Kankakee Valley community. And originally, uh, from California. Yes, right? yes. People ask me, what are you doing in Illinois? But uh, I was originally born here in the Midwest, did all my training uh, in Southern California, and uh, did my stint in Miami for my internship, residency, as I mentioned previously, at Rush University in Chicago. But uh, I have a family, and being able to raise a family here in the Midwest has been great. A family that's changed a lot in 12 years. <laughs> yeah, the, significantly. The kids aren't little anymore. No, no, no. They're full grown. Uh, my, my oldest is an art therapist. Uh, my son is in the medical uh, device uh, sales, and uh, I have uh, my son at UIC, and uh, my youngest, he's 18, going to Loyola. So certainly oh. uh, we're, we're, we're uh, grounded here in the Midwest, yeah. uh, Chicagoland in particular. Oh, well, that's great. And you, let, maybe we should let folks know for sh- all that a neurosurgeon does. You mentioned spine, which is uh, a specialty. But, but there are other components to neurosurgery. Really, it's, it's brain and spine surgery. Absolutely, yes. The, the general con- concept of a neurosurgeon is that of a brain surgeon. Uh, but certainly the, the, in a community practice like here in, at Riverside Medical and in Kankakee, we provide a full gamut of neurosurgical procedures. So from the top to the bottom, yes, uh, brain surgery, brain biopsies. Uh, we do brain biopsies again uh, for, for uh, cancer patients. We have state-of-the-art equipment here in the community at the cancer center to do uh, radiosurgery, which is 
treatment of brain tumors without open surgery. So that talk about non-invasive or minimally invasive. Yeah. This is truly non-invasive technology that has been uh, here in the community since 2013. Uh, my partner has a specific interest in vagal nerve stimulators. Mm-hmm. Those devices get placed in the neck to help control seizures. Mm-hmm. I have a particular interest in spinal cord stimulators, which are placed in the spine mm-hmm. for pain procedures. And also within uh, the nervous system are the peripheral nerves. So peripheral nerves can be treated, uh, say, like a carpal tunnel. And uh, believe it or not, we have treated spinal uh, and peripheral nerve tumors, uh, which, which are, again, present in the community, and we can treat them locally. And along with the, the degenerative treatment, those conditions of wear and tear, we also provide treatment for trauma. Right. And that involves, again, uh, spinal injuries, uh, brain injuries, concussion, um, traumatic brain injuries, traumatic hemorrhage, hemorrhagic stroke. So uh, you name it. And uh, we are well-versed uh, and and uh, and capable of treating uh, the vast majority of patients that arrive uh, to our emergency room in trauma situations. Right. So especially important to have that in the community for those kinds of things in particular, so they don't have to be flown out or sent out to other other facilities, we can do that right here, saving time. Absolutely, and that's the, the, the key. Timing is of the essence. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was on the receiving end at Rush, and sometimes transfer, uh, making the phone calls, getting getting the patient, sometimes it was a little too late, yeah. and, and the, the, there could potentially be irreparable damage. Yeah. So so having, having care locally, I think it's critical for the well-being of the community, and like I mentioned, in the minority of the cases where either because of equipment or, or uh, additional expertise required to treat some neurological conditions, we have a direct link and connections, and particularly with Rush, mm-hmm. to get patients transferred expediently if necessary. Right. Yeah. But as you said earlier, spine surgery, an interest of yours, and there are a lot of innovative things being done, many of them being done right here at Riverside. Absolutely. You know, one, one of the great aspects of uh, this organization has been the support of our practice and and to that end uh, being involved in investigations and research. Uh, my partner, myself, we both have been involved in the uh, research component of, of implants and and the, the, the key hot topic right now in spinal care is uh, surface technology. So for the last couple of years we have been implanting devices for the uh, lower back uh, for disc replacement, uh, for fusions, and uh, that's the titanium 3D printed devices. More recently, we have been uh, looking and adapting uh, porous, meaning um, think of it like a coral or a sponge, mm-hmm. where there are uh, devices that can be implanted into the spine, and because of their porous nature, like a sponge, they literally get absorbed and integrated and help promote the healing of the bone in spinal procedure. So yeah. certainly uh, those technologies are uh, here in the community and one has to be fiscally responsible also. So certainly uh, having competition in the implant uh, device world allows us to bring the latest technology uh, to the community and and not break the bank, so sure. to speak. Yeah. Uh, so we can innovate and, and stay uh, current with all those technologies that are that are out there. But we don't just implant everything that's out there. We are very selective, very judicious. We look at the basic science. Mm-hmm. Does it make biological sense? And so far, what we've evaluated and implanted 
has had outstanding oh. outcomes. Now, I would guess not every uh, patient is a candidate for some of these kinds of things. So is there a process candidates or individuals go through to determine if, if some of this new technology is applicable in their absolutely. situation? Absolutely. And, and one has to look at, at the, the, the root cause of, of the problem. Uh, one has to look at the age of the patient. And, uh, and one has to look at comorbidities and risk. Now, as a whole, we are a very conservative practice. So we try the non-surgical treatment options first. And if those uh, do not render a benefit to the fa- patient, then we can talk about surgical treatment mm-hmm. options. So just briefly as an example, a young patient with, say, a disc of the neck or the lower back that does not respond to all the forms of conservative treatment, the procedure of choice would be an artificial disc. Mm-hmm. And, and, and through those technologies, one can preserve the movement of the spine, minimize those uh, effects of fusion, mm-hmm. and, and allow... Uh, a superior device to be implanted. And we've been doing artificial disc technology for literally 10 years. Um, And we're patient advocates. Sometimes we have to arm wrestle the insurance company. Mm, But if we strongly feel that the technology is indicated for the patient, we will advocate, we will call, we will do the so-called peer-to-peers. We have Mm -hmm. to call a doctor from the insurance company and convince Mm -hmm. them that we have a sound argument uh, wanting to offer the best uh, treatment option for the Mm -hmm. patient. Which is about getting the patient back to doing the things in their life that, that they want to do and, and they should be able to do. Yeah. You know, one, one of the phrases I hear repeatedly through my patients is, uh, Doc, you gave me my life back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a real, you know, a motivator, sure. uplifter for me, rewarding. Uh, rewarding because, uh, you know, we are built to move. And, and when someone is in intractable pain, does not move, a series of complications follow. Mm-hmm. And those can include a blood clot, an pneumonia, an infection, a sore uh, from immobility. And, and those can potentially be be fatal. You know, yeah. patients can die from these complications mm-hmm. of lack of mobility. So certainly restoring function, restoring mobility is is important uh, for for our patients. And, and we take that very seriously. Sure, and yeah. we will advocate and, and promote uh, those technologies that are indicated for the particular patient yeah. based on their needs. Sure. Now, taking trauma aside, other other states' conditions that would get somebody needing back, I was just basic anatomy. Some people are, are created slightly differently with over time. I'm sure their spine works in a way that isn't ideal, so you have to have to do something in that case. Um, but we probably, as people, sometimes maybe are caring too much, and that, <laughs> that throws the spine off. So there are other conditions that could affect the back and the spine. Absolutely. And I would guess you see the gamut of that in, in your yes, practice. Yes, yes. And, 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 you know, we really try to promote healthy habits, and we've had uh, the development of a spine wellness program through our uh, fitness center mm-hmm. on our north campus, and, and uh, certainly incorporating aquatic therapy, exercise therapy, um, and, and a whole host of, of non-invasive uh, uh, treatments that may help, nutrition counseling, uh, certainly uh, all of these uh, factors. And in some instances, working with our uh, medical colleagues to determine, shall we treat the medical condition first that, say, is affecting the metabolism mm, sure. or is affecting the cardiac function so that we, 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 we treat the patient from a neurosurgical perspective, however, we have to have a holistic approach and look at the entire patient. And within our uh, rapidly growing uh, uh, Riverside Medical Group, mm-hmm. we have uh, subspecialties that can help us uh, uh, treat patients, again, locally mm-hmm. for uh, their underlying conditions that, that may 
need to be optimized prior, say, to a surgical intervention sure. if yeah. deemed indicated. Right. You talked about the implantable devices, the 3D printed implantable devices, some very porous, so they, they work well being absorbed into the body and that. Uh, what other innovations are, are you seeing that will be either are or will soon be available at Riverside? Yeah, I think the, um, the adaptation of these 3D printed devices for the uh, neck or cervical spine that uh, has been rolled out uh, this past year and again, we've incorporated the, the, the technology and have seen uh, excellent outcomes. When we look at uh, the process of surgery and the processing of materials, uh, looking at disposable implantation tools that A, decrease the amount of work that's done in preparation for the surgery mm. by our staff, yeah. and more importantly, decrease cost. Okay. I think those are the two variables that, that we have to look in today's day and age, now, what quality are, and cost. Oh, sure. And what are those tools specifically? They're, are those the tools that you're using or are those the, the, the devices that are implanted or what? No, it's the, the actual tools that we are using. So yeah. as an example, if we are going to do, say, a, a um, cervical disc repair with a reconstruction, an anterior cervical discectomy infusion, a very common procedure, Typically, there has to be a tray for the, uh, the, the sizes, the so-called trials, and then another tray for the plates that help for the reconstruction, then another tray for the implantable screws. Uh, so, so imagine that's five, six, seven. One case, there were 19 trays that had to be processed. This means that they have to get sterilized. They have to be inspected. They have to be uh, uh, processed. And that, that's energy that's used. Mm -hmm. That's labor. Um, and and that's that adds a lot uh, more scrutiny and, and potential deviations of say sterility. Mm -hmm. When we can bring in one simple small package, the key instruments that are needed, that uh, need not go through a processing in-house, it really reduces that that labor and that preparation for the surgeon. Yeah. And the beauty is that we can incorporate that by having a reduction in overall cost. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, that's that's win-win. Sure. And, and we've implemented that for both uh, cervical surgery as well as lumbar or lower back surgery, neck mm -hmm. and lower back. Yeah. yeah, great innovation and helps all the way around. Exactly. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, I think we have to be good stewards of our resources. As it stands today, you know, our, our healthcare mm -hmm. uh, formula for funding is not sustainable. So mm -hmm. we are being innovative and, and, and thinking ahead to that overall healthcare cost reduction. Sure. And, and with the implantable devices that we just talked about, the, the patient recovery and what can, what happens to the patient after the surgery yeah. as they're recovering, is, do you see a difference with that technology then than the older technology? Yeah, I think I'll take one step back and, and, and uh, you know, we've been uh, doing minimally invasive spine surgery for the last uh, 12 plus years. So that in and of itself reduces hospitals, that mm -hmm. reduces blood loss. Uh, gets the patient mobilized faster. With the newer 3D printed devices, the body absorbs them, incorporates them faster. Therefore, instead of having to wait eight weeks for the patient to get back to their activities, we can do that at four to six weeks, mm. meaning that the healing of, uh, say, a lower back and or a neck uh, reconstructive procedure or fusion uh, the patient can be mobilized, can start therapy, get back to work and activities sooner than, say, with the traditional devices. Yeah, well, that's great for for everybody. Then, yeah. wonderful. 
Well, Dr. Menes, you've, you've talked about a lot of interesting things that are going on at Riverside. You could probably talk about a lot more, spend another hour with us, but we do look forward to having you back another time to talk about some of those and some future innovations that aren't that far in the future Absolutely. Uh, for Riverside. I'll just give you a teaser. You know, the, another very, very, very hot topic in, in, in spinal surgery is that of robotics. Yeah. And, and we've partnered with a uh, company that uh, we have several of their, their platform devices. I mentioned earlier, we have radio surgery, mm-hmm. um, and that's the TrueBeam uh, system. Uh, we've partnered with BrainLab for our intraoperative CT, as well as our intraoperative navigation. These are tools that allow us to image the spine at the time of surgery and use a GPS-like system. Well, the next iteration of, of that platform will be a robotic component that um, I'll leave it at that and oh, wow. give you more exciting details on our next conversation. We look forward to that. Right. Dr. Juan Jimenez, we appreciate your time with us on the podcast. And for more information, you go to the Riverside website and learn more about uh, all the great things happening in neurosurgery. Carl, thank you very much. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you, doctor.